Well, hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of On Grace, sitting across the table from the mega powers themselves, the macho van, Wendell Van Valen, and Wayne the Hulk Hunter. <laughs> Hulk Hunter. Yeah. What do you it's say, a- brothers? He hunts hulks. <gasps> it's a virtual Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> You have to imagine it. <laughs> you guys were, were you guys ever into professional wrestling? I think I think uh, everybody goes through a phase where professional wrestling is like they're into it. Yeah. Um. When I was a kid, it came on on Saturday night, uh, the Birmingham edition. Okay. And uh, occasionally we would sneak and watch it. My mom didn't like us watching it, but my brother and I occasionally we could see a few minutes of it. It was pretty intriguing. Did you have a like a favorite Birmingham? Brawler. There, uh, there was a masked guy, if you can imagine that. <laughs> That's all really? I remember. Okay, yeah. but, but just to be clear, Wayne, this is the heart of Alabama, so you're going to have to clarify what you mean by masked guy. <laughs> was there a hood involved? Um, no cape, just a, a ma- uh, <laughs> it was a black mask. I don't okay. think it was a white one. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, uh, I, I loved Randy Macho Man Savage. I, I thought he was, I liked his personality. I didn't care whether he won or lost. I just thought his persona <laughs> was pretty cool. He's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. So it's appropriate then that you are the macho man. I guess so. I don't know. Of course, later on when I was worked at the funeral home, I liked The Undertaker. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I always liked Andre the Giant, especially when he was in The Princess Bride. I thought he was pretty great. Yeah. Yes. Oh, welcome, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Now what do we do? Let's get on the table and fight. <laughs> I'm going to tap out. Y'all both bigger than me, so I'm tapping out. Wayne, you get us going. Okay. Well, we I think we're going to try uh, to talk around or two or about uh, what grace looks like in those times when God is silent and uh, things look dark. And we all go through those, and sometimes for extended periods. And, it, you know, uh, not because we've messed up or... Even because somebody else has it, just sometimes those seasons kind of settle on us, and uh, and so we'll, how do we experience and how do we express grace during those times? So that that's kind of the topic. Um, if somebody has a thought, kick us off. I'll let you do that. I think it'd be appropriate if we went through fifteen minutes of total silence. Oh, uh, turn the lights off. Yeah, yeah. just <laughs> sit here in silence yeah. and see if the listeners came up with any. Yeah discoveries well, that's a good idea it gets us totally off the hook <laughs> that's right we do it's not creative have we don't have to spout any made-up wisdom or right yep you know come up with any innovative ideas of how to handle depression that's right. or yep Just vitamin d yeah huh kind of works it to me um I, I I may have alluded to this in the, in one of our past podcasts, but I'm a deer hunter, been all a hunter my whole life, and so I've spent long long hours in the woods, and I especially have always enjoyed December and January hunting. Uh, most of the other hunters are gone, um, no leaves, no undergrowth. It there's a there's a different sound in the woods, or lack of sound. In the mm-hmm. woods, a lot of the, the birds have migrated south. Uh, they're just there's a hush and a starkness and a bleakness to it, and yet 
you learn things, you know things, you discover things about life, about yourself, about truth during those cold, bleak times that you just, you can't learn any other time. Yeah. And another thing, if you want to use it as an analogy, you can see things in the woods that you can't see with all the foliage on. Right. You can see the contour of the land. You can see landmarks. You can see odd-shaped trees or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know. Right. And so it does, the bleakness of it and the the stripped-downness of it provides opportunity to see things you wouldn't normally see. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> it's miserable. Yeah. And uh and maybe that idea of hope that you can see things in the dark that uh is not you know, not to say, well, you know, look for the look for the silver lining. I think that's kinda cheesy oh, yeah. Yeah. and doesn't really help people. Uh but to believe that 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 grace still exists even when we don't see it. You know, we do that a lot in our relationship with God. We believe things about Him even when we don't see it, or even when I, you know, uh, and I say a lot of things about God even when I don't. I'm not convinced in my head that they're true, but that's my hope. That's faith expressing itself uh, in hope, because that's what I want to be true. What I believe is told to us in Scripture. What we see in Jesus those things and so you know even if i don't quite believe it i hope it's true i believe it's true i say it uh and and i think there's some of that in the dark too that we keep saying the same things we say in the light uh but we can we don't have to say you know i feel that right now but i still we can still believe it's true (laughs) Feelings are highly overrated. Right, yeah. You know, right. they really, really are. Yeah. Uh, I think the older you get and the more winters you see, I mean, it comes around once a year. You know, I've seen 60, yeah. 61 winters fixed to see my 62nd. Yeah. I think that's why I've counted correctly. But anyway, um, it it's not going to kill you. Yeah. You know? It's you're gonna survive it. You're gonna right. this too shall pass. Yeah, and I I think to me if it's not as pleasant as a period, but you know it is in fact a period. It's not a life. It's just a period in life, a phase. Are you is your goal to survive it? Is or is your goal to say, I want to let it work. It's special magic just like all the other seasons do it's a different kind of magic it's a different kind of revelation different set of discoveries but if my goal is just to survive it i'm going to miss it yeah i've heard somebody say um and i've said this that when god is silent that's what he's saying Hmm. and so it's not that he's just forgotten to say something or that there's something blocking him so that we can't hear him but silence is what he's saying to me right now, and that it does have some grace purpose in my life. Yeah. Well, yeah, that makes sense to me. I'm sitting in a tree stand in 20-degree weather like an hour before sundown. Mm-hmm. You 
you are miserable. You're, you're battling with yourself. Do I go home? Because the last hour of daylight is the magic hour for okay. deer to come out. Right. So it's like I've sat here all this time for this hour. I've waited for this hour to come, and I'm, I'm more miserable now than I've been all the time leading up to this hour. Right. Do I get down and go home, mm-hmm. or do I stay here? Yeah. And you just de- you decide to stay. Yeah. And so there's there's no redeeming <laughs> there's no redeeming quality to the day. It's, yeah. It, you know. Right. And and yet, those have been some of the most blessed times of. Knowing I'm alive, yeah. knowing I can still breathe, yeah. knowing that I can still make a choice, knowing that I can still, right, you know. And every once in a while, a deer will come out. Every once in a while, you take right. supper home. Yeah. You know, I eat deer, by the way. Sorry, I'm a carnivore. <laughs> and every once in a while, you say, it's 20 degrees out here, and I'm going home. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, I may have done that once or twice, but it's rare. Yeah. So essentially, you're saying that there is like a discovery in the desert there's a there's a discovery in the darkness yeah so without getting too like formulaic how do you get there do you know what i'm saying well i think part of it is is believing that there is something there not just trying to survive it like right. like wendell said right you're not you're not just trying to get through this but you actually become present to that darkness and that desert that you're not intimidated by it or you know you don't live in fear but you you have that that hope and which is you know kind of pretty abstract it's not a, a, a real concrete step like you you know you sit down for 15 minutes and read the psalms or whatever but but i think that that's i i think that that's an essential part of it is that you get past just sur- although there are times when surviving is a pretty good yeah there it it's it's amazing in the fall when you deer hunt it's in that the early season is fall so you may be hunting in 75 degree weather in a short sleeve mm-hmm. shirt and there there are birds everywhere mm-hmm. there are squirrels everywhere there's nature is just completely alive it's mm-hmm. moving all around you can hear bugs you can hear every, you know and you get in the winter and and it's an hour before dark and there is no noise absolutely dead silent and one single bird shows up and sits over top of you and starts to sing yeah and you think how did i miss these i had hundreds of them around me in the fall right and i got one here and he (laughs) this sounds weird but he becomes your friend he it's 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 like i treasure this bird about as much as i treasure anything right now Uh uh-huh and how many of these things have i let go by me right and never even looked at them and now, and I think it is with you're sitting out there and you have a, a, a thought or you have a feeling or you have a memory or you have just a feeling of some sort of presence. And you think this has whizzed across my radar time and time and time again. But today it's pretty special. Yeah. You know, right. that single bird, that single thought, that single. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it kind of brings life into perspective how. Full-on grace flows most of the time. Right. So when you get into these dark, dead times, and there's one bird, right? One thought, one memory. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm spoiled rotten. Yeah. You know. Right. And and it's what's amazing is that one bird 
brings more joy than the hundreds that were around you. Yeah. Back in the fall. Right. It's. It, yeah. By the contrast or. Yeah. The fact that you recognize it. Yeah. Yeah. Wayne, you said something earlier. I think it was you about like the dark seasons happen not because that we've necessarily done something yeah, wrong yeah, yeah. or that someone has done something wrong to us. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a it's just a part of life. Right. And I actually think that that is incredibly profound that mm. that recognition and I think that recognition is what starts the discovery mm-hmm. in in the desert because yeah. it's not well God's punishing me right. and it's not I am a victim or I am a martyr. I mean, like recognizing right. that there, there are victims right. out there. Uh, right. To not, yeah. to not diminish that, right. but to recognize that in the in the midst of in the midst of the darkness, uh, the, or the desolation, like those things are not happening because I've screwed right. up and right. I have to fix myself right. or do something different yeah. to, yeah. to get, out, to get of out of it. it. Yeah. Right. That's good. Yeah. And and that's what that's what we inevitably inevitably do in our dark times is we right. waste all of our time trying to, to cast blame or fix. Yeah. It's a total waste of the time. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. And that's, I think this idea that, uh, that this is just part of life and, it, and that there is, um, that, that our circumstances and our feelings, neither one changes the nature of who God is or, or, our relationship with him, mm. how much he loves us, or how much uh, we respond to that. We still have opportunity to respond to who God is. Uh, you know, just because, you know, my son, all three of my sons live out of town now, but they don't cease to exist just because I don't see them. I continue to be their father. They continue to be my sons. We don't get to talk as much as we used to, but that relationship... Uh, is expressed and experienced in different ways, but it's still the same relationship, still father and son. I'm still who I am, and just because they moved didn't change who they are. So there's, I think there's some sense in which we have to remember that God's nature and his um, opinion or his uh, thoughts toward us are still the same, that it's not punishment and it's not consequences. It's just... Uh, part of what life is sometimes. Thanks for being a part of this episode of On Grace. We're really grateful for you. My name is Jason Brown. I've been hanging out with Wendell Van Valen and Wayne Hunter.